0: Day 165 and day 178, since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon Americans. By the way, take note, those of you that have loved ones in Ukraine, that as Joe abandoned Americans in Afghanistan, the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, so he shall, too, abandon people in Ukraine. They're even, they're even telegraphing it. They're saying it. Um, so you might want to contact people you know and say, get out, because, you know, Joe's not going to go in and rescue them. I can tell you that much. So news breaks today that Justice Stephen Breyer is to retire from the Supreme Court, liberal justice, and it's interesting how this this all came into being. So far that I have seen, um, the report is real, but he's angry about what has happened here. Um, Shannon Bream, my colleague at the Fox News Channel, is very connected to the Supreme Court, Uh, Apparently reporting now that Breyer is not happy that his retirement plans were, in fact, leaked to the media before he made the announcement himself. Democrats have long been pressuring Breyer to retire because they want to make sure that Biden gets a chance to fill that seat and not the next Republican president. Probably also a great fear among Democrats that Republicans have uh, pretty good odds of taking back not only the House, but maybe the Senate as well. Which, by the way, I don't think would mean that much. When you have the likes of, you know, Ben Sass, the jackass, and, and Lisa Murkowski, although, you know, she, she would still be there post election, at least for a period, um, and, and other liberal Republicans, Mitt Romney, etc., cetera, that probably would say, no, we're going to go along with the Democrats on this one because they love to go along and get along. Anyway, Biden told reporters that he would have more to say later about the retirement. He said there's been no announcement from Justice Breyer. Let him make whatever statement he wants to make, and I'll be happy to talk about it later. The president was asked to comment on the news of the liberal justice's retirement right after several media outlets reported it before a White House event. It's, it's always been the decision of any Supreme Court justice if and when they decide to retire. It's a lifetime position, and they want to announce it, and that remains the case today. We have no additional details. Anyway, so that, that's how he's responded to all of this. But with that said, it does look like, in fact, Breyer's out and retiring. And it looks like the timing is such doing it now that Democrats don't want to take any chances because they want a reliably left wing liberal judicial activist to fill the seat. And this is where judicial philosophy and elections have consequences. Right. I mean, think about it. Um you imagine getting another conservative on the Supreme Court? we we not heard liberals talking lately. Maybe it was when they lost the battle over breaking the filibuster about them packing the court. At some point, we had expected that they would get, I think we had that announcement about, it was a bit of a wash on the recommendations about whether to pack the court. Um, so much speculation on social media that Kamala Harris would become the choice of of Joe Biden to sit on the Supreme Court, a lifetime position. Um, I know that there's been so many reports that their relationship is strained, and that would then put in place probably somebody that Democrats think would be in a better position to compete in 2024, assuming that Joe Biden is not going to be capable to run for another term. Joel Pollack had tweeted out something. I didn't know that Kamala would be the first Supreme Court justice to have failed the bar exam—that uh, would be an interesting side note. um But liberals don't make, Democrats don't usually make mistakes with their Supreme Court choices. Now, I'll be honest—I've kind of given up on trusting well, the Federalist Society. No offense to the people over there and everybody in between. You know, they always recommend—you know—the David suitors of the world, the disappointments. You can go back to John Paul Stevens, Earl Warren, etc. cetera. Uh, I, you know, I guess I can think of what Byron White for the Democrats is a disappointment. But, you know, if you look at the current court configuration, the mainstream thought is that this is a conservative court. Uh, I would say a moderate conservative court would be more accurate. Now, you have real originalists and constitutionalists on the court like Clarence Thomas Sam Alito has a great track record. Neil Gorsuch seems to be in that category. And I think John Roberts is too has been shown himself to be too concerned how history will view the Roberts court. And that and I think it's best exemplified by the many reports that had come out that he had voted with a majority would have been what well, would have been a majority to overturn Obamacare. And at the last minute changed his mind and that politics played a big part in his decision making. You know, the jury is still out on Justice Kavanaugh. He seems a little wishy washy to me up to this point. And Amy Coney Barrett, I just I just don't have enough information yet to see where which way she's going to lean in the court. My guess is going to be to the left of Thomas Alito and, and Gorsuch. You know, moderate conservative, probably at best. But we'll have to we'll have to wait, watch, and see. Um, I don't think Republicans are going to put up much of a fight. That's my prediction. I don't think in an election year, uh, it, it's. I just don't see it as as a viable option for them. Um, although you know, let's find out who the person is that is nominated, and um, you know, Greg Jarrett will weigh in on on. The possible options. Joe Biden did say he would appoint an African American woman, so um, you know we'll see who he picks. Um, We have some really bad news on the economy. I mean, it's really bad. This is even fake news. CNN. They're now reporting that Biden's inflation crisis has 42 million Americans, 42 million, struggling to afford enough food to feed their families welcome to welcome to joe biden's you know long dark cold winter i mean and his america um 42 million now i go shopping every week i'm i'm even getting a little bit shocked at how high prices have gotten i, I eat kind of a paleo diet so i'm i have like one vegetable a day one salad a day and then everything else i eat is meat And, you know, anything from pork ribs to chicken. You know, I like a thin-sliced chicken breast. I like uh, chicken wings. I like steak. I like chopped meat. I mean, I just vary up the options and cook them different ways, but it's pretty much the same food every day. And the price of meat in particular is very expensive. The price of everything, though, has gone up. We're now paying more for everything. Now, you go a little deeper into the CNN article, Prices are rising for nearly everything. It's nice of them to catch up with us. We've been saying it forever, biting into everyone's income. But the surging cost of food specifically hits especially hard, exacerbating the the wealth and income disparities between the richest and poorest Americans. Of course, they got to play class warfare. But But it's true. Joe Biden's policies are disproportionately negatively impacting the poor and the middle class in this country. And it wasn't that long ago when I remembered I had to struggle to pay my rent. One of the most closely watched categories is food. Soaring prices hit consumer pocketbooks, uh, especially the people least able to afford it. Food prices in December 2021 increased nearly 7% from a year earlier, according to the Bureau of Labor, a consumer price index, the fastest pace of food price inflation since October of 2008. Look, this is the highest inflation we've had in 40 years, and these these prices uh, exacerbate food insecurity. According to the Census Bureau's Household uh, Household Pulse Survey, 42 million Americans said in early January they lack sufficient food because they couldn't afford to buy enough. I don't really have a lot of suggestions. There there are inexpensive ways to to make healthy meals. Um, but it's probably not what most people want, and nor should they have to worry about the high price of food. And if we had a competent president, we wouldn't have this problem to begin with. Then we've got this other bit of bad news. Bloomberg reporting today that the energy market now, they're predicting that if Russia, in fact, goes through with this minor incursion, as Joe calls it, into Ukraine, it could send the price of oil as high as a buck 150 bucks a barrel. That's up from $90 a barrel right now. Now, you know, you see it at the pump. Average person paying around a buck fifty more a gallon, and that's going higher because there's a lag time with the increase in the price of a barrel of oil. By the time, you know, it gets refined and brought to your gas station that you're going to see the price increase. So if the oil price per barrel goes 40% up on the global market. Well, what does that mean for you? You know, does that jump by by 40 percent? Are are we looking at what California has five, six dollar a gallon gas, seven dollars for them later, maybe more? You know, the threat of this military action. Now, there are people out there saying, well, what do you want to do, Hannity? The president yesterday, he he put eighty five hundred troops on a heightened state of preparedness. I mean, that is the single most meaningless, dumb gesture that any president has ever made we're not going to war with russia nor should we go to war with russia how stupid would that be you know this but you know when when a hostile actor putin a hostile regime russia a compromised biden syndicate family you know what what options do they have there's really only one way to to push back putin Putin's economy, 50 percent of it is based on oil and energy. That's why this Nord Stream 2 pipeline that Donald Trump prevented, that that Biden gave a waiver on, you know, is obscene in every way imaginable. Anyway, J.P. Morgan Chase economists raised eyebrows last Friday. They detail what would happen if, in fact, Russia has a minor incursion into Ukraine and that it could lift the price of a barrel of oil to a buck $150 a barrel. Now, they estimated such a shock would be enough to drive global growth down you know, nearly a full percentage point in the first half of the year, and worldwide inflation to surge above 7%. And gas is particularly sensitive now, with Russia holding back supplies. For the past few months, prices have tripled, boosting the cost of electricity across the continent, and they're doing it on purpose. Because they know Joe's Joe's allowing it all to happen. Our trade deficit in goods has topped a trillion dollars in 2021 for the first time as the U.S. is gobbling up imports. Well, that only helps China and other enemy countries, other hostile regimes. When Joe Biden t- took over as president, we now have two trillion more dollars in debt in only one year of this guy being in office. You want to talk about stagflation or recession inflation when the inflation rate is high, economic growth slows, unemployment remains steadily high. Yeah, it's not a good it's not a good combination. And it seems like that's what we're headed for. And and even Joe's, you know, media mob protectors are out there saying, uh oh, this is getting bad. And now you see even the New York Times editorial writing that Biden has contributed to his own political woes, you think? And Chuck Todd now, and even fake news CNN, because they don't want to go down with his sinking ship. That's why all these politicians like Stacey Abrams and others don't want to be seen with him. Who was it that said recently, No, I don't, I don't, oh, it was Beto Bozo. I don't need you in Texas, Joe. Thanks anyway. He doesn't want to be seen with Biden at 33%. Nobody wants to be seen with him. And he could barely, you know, put together a coherent sentence. Bad numbers. You know, I'm, I'm more worried about the bad numbers for you. We, the American people, debt up two trillion dollars in a single year. Thanks to Joe's policies. Energy experts predicting, you know, the price of a barrel of oil can go up to a one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel. Uh, guess who's going to pay that? That would be us. Uh, fake news, CNN, even reporting that Biden's inflation 40 year high has 42 million Americans struggling to afford food, trade deficit deficit in, in goods, topped a trillion dollars. Joe's first year in office uh, for the first time as the U.S. is gobbling up imports. None of none of that is good uh, for anybody. Uh, we have The Washington Times publishing the Pew Research poll consistent with other polls that we've been seeing and now Joe's being abandoned. Independent voters have just said goodbye. According to Pew Research, hardcore Democrats, they're now leaving also, including African-American voters, only 60 percent of whom still support Biden. Uh, his handling of the pandemic, the economy is costing him support among his base. According to their research, they have his approval rating, I think, at an inflated 41 percent. But support among Democratic and Democratic Party-leaning voters is falling even faster, down 7% over that group in the same period of time, uh, which is a pretty dramatic drop. Uh, 68% of Democrats still give the president high marks. That's down from, what, 88% in July. That's a significant 20-point decline. Among African Americans, uh, for Biden, anyway, support has dropped dramatically there as well. You know, nobody nobody supports this guy. Why should they? What has he done that has made your life better? What can he point to as has been successful? He ran out of tests. He ran out of monoclonals. Now they're saying, oh, we're canceling monoclonals. I'll get to that in the next half hour. 800 941 is our number. And, you know, and clearly the guys checked out in a cognitive mess, and everybody's figured that out, too. Anyway, we'll continue. Valid as a rock honest truthful this is the Sean Hannity show all right 25 now till the top of the hour if you want to be a part of the program how many barrels of oil import okay da, 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 da. obviously I'm writing all right glad you're with us so um on the other let me just go to Washington very briefly here Uh <laughs> Pelosi has now announced, for the sake of the children, she's going to run for re-election. Now, the House, a year since the Reddit-driven retail trading frenzy, remember Rock the Markets, created you know the meme stock phenomenon, a leading U.S. lawmaker, Nancy Pelosi's investments now uh, are coming under fire. And if you look or Google Pelosi stock trades, you know, it hit a record high earlier this month as people on social media platforms have been scrutinizing her investments. By the way, whatever happened to blind trusts not investing in on in companies that might have issues that come before Congress, et cetera. I mean, she's a multi multi millionaire. Could never understand. A mile away from Nancy Pelosi's gated community. And zillion dollar house, whatever it is, and I don't begrudge her of that or her husband. And in the other direction, her office is where people are shooting up, you know, needles all over the street, people defecating on the street, urinating on the street. Uh, What has taken her so long from ever knocking on the door of every one of her rich neighbors and saying, hey, will you contribute to a facility so that maybe we can offer people a place to take a shower, go to the bathroom? Uh, maybe give them a, a warm meal every day and if they're so inclined uh drug counseling why did you know does it take the government to do everything and this I'm running for the children uh okay she's running for her own power base I'm not buying it I don't believe it at all uh he even one fake news CNN pundit uh bakari sellers said it's time for her to hang up the cleats um Larry Kudlow had a really strong analysis smart economic guy worked in the trump administration and he said almost immediately following biden's blundering news conference a near perfect storm has descended stock markets are selling off uh with their worst performance of many years interest rates oil prices rising high inflation embedded in the economy the fed about to launch a monetary tightening cycle Russia shows absolutely no signs of de-escalating in Ukraine. If anything, it's gotten more aggressive by moving troops uh, into Belarus and ships into the Black Sea, effectively surrounding Ukraine. And meanwhile, Biden's domestic agenda completely collapsed, the essence of his presidency hanging by a thread. He never recovered from his catastrophic Afghanistan withdrawal, nor has he recovered from the launch of his radical left-wing government socialist uh, domestic policies. Oh, and the polls are showing that, you know, you know, and Biden's what did he say the other day in his press cover? I'm going to start going out. He's out buying ice cream and, and looking in a woman's boutique at women's blouses. I couldn't I couldn't believe that's how he spent his day yesterday. He had zero items on his agenda in terms of real work. You can't make it up. And anyway, companies linked to Putin's pipeline contributed, uh, we found out, to the Schumer campaign. Affiliates of two European companies that fund Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline contributed to the Senate campaign of one Chucky Schumer. Whoopsie-daisy. Anyone going to look into that? If Republicans get control of the Senate, I think I'd start looking into that. There might be something there. By the way, there's uh, the U.S. deputy envoy for Iran... And two other diplomats, the guy's name's Richard Nephew, and two diplomats quit the team negotiating this revival of this idiotic nuclear deal that Obama had with Tehran. After their pleas for Team Biden to take a harder line fell on deaf ears, they basically just want to kiss the ass of these ayatollahs. They're they're going to get nukes, you know. Now that Joe's given the green light for a minor incursion, and Russia's got over 100,000 troops and all this military weaponry on the border. Now, is it a head fake to get concessions from NATO and other? I, I I can't answer that question. I've got to assume that Putin is serious about what he wants to do here. And none of it is very good. Anyway, some uh, we have more election integrity questioning of the Democrats. Remember, they did this to George Bush in twenty. In the year 2000, they did it to Trump in 2016. Stacey Abrams did it in 2018. She still thinks she was elected governor of Georgia. Uh, Now we got Steny Hoyer joining Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris and others questioning the legitimacy of the midterms that are upcoming, saying he agrees with Biden's assertion the results of the midterms may not be legitimate if they're unable to pass two election and voter overhaul measures they're looking for no standards. They don't want voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody control. They don't want updated voter rolls. They don't want partisan observers on all sides watching the count up close start to finish. You know, many want illegal immigrants to have the right to vote. They have now they now have that right in New York City in municipal elections. By the way, I see Herschel Walker's crushing it in Georgia. raised $10 million so far for his campaign, and he's going to need every penny of it. Um, But, well, you know, we'll have to see. But the number up to nearly, what, 30 Democrats now saying they've had it. They're done. But back to this Ukraine situation for just a minute. Biden is warning Russia invading Ukraine could change the world uh, and would be the largest invasion since World War II. It already happened. When you were vice president, maybe you forgot, Joey. Good grief. Biden plans now his answer to tap the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to save Europe from Putin's deep freeze. Um, The problem that this is the biggest problem we've got here is that Joe Biden won't do what's necessary. This this idiocy of uh, we're putting eighty five hundred troops in a heightened state of preparedness. Putin's got. Hundreds of thousands. I'll give you the exact numbers. Putin right now has uh, hundreds of thousands of troops, up to 200,000 troops on the border with Ukraine. Ukraine in total only has 250,000 troops. Russia has a million. You know, Russia's got 13,000 tanks. Ukraine has 2,400 tanks. You know, Russia's got 4,144 fighter aircraft. Ukraine has 285. They'll wipe that out in a day. You know, Russia has 603 warships to to Ukraine's 25. No nukes for Ukraine, 6,400 nukes for Russia. It's it's no contest. We're not going to war with Russia, nor should we. We shouldn't now. But now what's interesting is, in a weird roundabout way, Biden is admitting that I'm right. What do you mean by that, Hannity? I'll explain. Now, Biden is apparently planning to tap the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to save Europe from Putin's deep freeze. Department of Energy announcing the release of 13.4 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that was built up very cheaply under Donald Trump when oil prices were low, and the release of the emergency reserves, part of an authorization announced by by Biden aims to combat rising gas prices here in the U S and the lack of oil around the world. Well, he's the one artificially reducing the supply of energy worldwide. If you want to break Putin, you don't go to war with Putin. We can't have a war with Russia. We're not putting one boot on the ground, nor should we put one boot on the ground. But what we ought to do is we ought to immediately ratchet up energy production to our maximum level and, Drive a wedge between Putin and our allies that he's supplying energy to. I mean, if you do that, you can, you can literally stop Putin right in his tracks because that's half of Russia's economy. Biden's national security advisor said Americans should care about Ukraine because borders should be in, in violent sovereignty and it should be respected. I'm like, what about our borders? Can we talk about our borders first? Unbelievable. Russia threatens appropriate measures if the West's response to demands aren't constructive. So maybe there's an analysis that Putin is just doing this to get concessions from the West and it probably will work. But I don't know what his ultimate goal is. Who knows? He knows he has the upper hand. Just like the Taliban. You know, Joe was telling us that the Taliban, we've got all the leverage and they had no leverage now russia's threatening appropriate measures against the entire west if their demands aren't met kind of called blackmail where i grew up we're going to give in to putin's demands as he puts his troops on the border with the ukraine unbelievable it's 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 really pathetic it's a test and i don't think he's up to the job and the reason that He's not is he he's not putting every option on the table. If you want to hurt Russia, you want to defeat Putin instead of giving him the waiver for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. You take the heart of his economy, 50 percent of his economy energy, and you outproduce him. You drive the costs down, his profits down, and then you take over the business of supplying Western Europe. And then now we're talking. (laughs) Now we've got Putin. He won't have any leverage nor will he be making any demands. And unlike, you know, unlike, by the way, the Biden administration, Israel is planning to evacuate their citizens immediately from Ukraine. Why isn't Joe doing that? Russia is now threatening us. That, that, that's how much respect they have for Joe Biden. Anyway, so you got North Korea launching their fourth and fifth m- missile this month alone. You've got the top negotiators for Biden wanting to to re-up this stupid nuclear deal with Tehran, leaving because they're telling Team Biden that they need to take a harder line and they won't do it. Then you got China flying over the weekend, 39, you know, fighter jets over Taiwan airspace. I wonder what their intentions are. Quote, reunification? No, that's a full takeover. Um, And then the Iranian mullahs, they're building their nuclear weapons. I mean, that's, this is, this is really scary, man. Uh, all of which will probably, at least Russia and China after the Olympics likely to happen. One of the saddest things that has happened in the course of this pandemic just happened. Um, a friend of mine in Florida sent this and this is a first responder. These are the guys that for two years, have been diving on COVID grenades every day. You know, people like hospital workers that go into, you know, uh, they, they go into these Petri dishes to work in the middle, and then our response is, well, let's fire you if you don't take the shot. Meanwhile, most of them already had COVID. The Biden administration has removed the ability for any state to administer Regeneron or the uh, the BAM, which is Eli Lilly's monoclonal antibody treatments. As a result, the site is closed. Jen Psaki proclaiming monoclonal antibodies don't work on Omicron. Well, actually, the GSK citrovimab monoclonal antibody does seem to do a better job than Regeneron and, and the Eli Lilly uh, monoclonal antibodies on Omicron. But I'll tell you right now, if Joe Biden cared to warp speed making tests and warp speed GSK citrovimab, and get Regeneron Eli Lilly on board and we could do it in in record time, we wouldn't have run out of all of it in the first place. And then you can break down the sequence of whatever variant somebody might happen to have and then give them the monoclonal antibody that works particularly well for that variant because Regeneron and Eli Lilly saved countless lives with their monoclonal antibodies that worked on the original variant the original covid alpha variant the delta variant and now if gsk works better on the omicron variant what why why is there a shortage of all of these things and where are the antivirals they told us about and just so joe's not surprised again oh we didn't see this coming omicron the who warned this week that a subvariant of omicron is on the rise And, by the way, okay, it's more contagious and less lethal. I know people dying with Omicron. The numbers are high. And it's happened. Omicron deaths in the U.S., quote, exceed. Where did I see this? In the Western Wall Street Journal, rather. Omicron deaths in the U.S. exceed Delta's peak as COVID-19 optimism rises in Europe. Uh, more signs emerged. Omicron wave is taking a less serious human toll in Europe than earlier phases of the pandemic in the U.S. The seven day average for newly reported COVID-19 deaths reached two thousand two hundred and fifty eight a day on Tuesday, up a thousand from daily death counts two months ago, according to John Hopkins University. And there is a body of evidence suggesting Omicron is less likely to kill people, but it's more contagious um, and it infects more people than earlier variants and case counts in the U.S. of dwarf previous records. It's killing people. Look at the numbers compared to last year, this time and this time and and this time this year. It's unbelievable. All right. 800-941-SHAWN is on number